Have you ever had aching pains from running, weight training, or other adventure sports? This is Krista from Limitless Physical Therapy. We're located right in Kearneysville, West Virginia. So if you're looking for what to do next, schedule an appointment with me on our website, limitlessptwv.com. Do you struggle making it through your workouts? Are you overwhelmed with finding the eating style that is right for you? I'm Emily Garman, and I'm a nutritionist located in Kearneysville, West Virginia at Limitless Physical Therapy. Set up an appointment on our website, limitlessptwv.com. Together, we can have you eating the right foods for your next fitness event. Schedule today at limitlessptwv.com. Krista, Emily, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being back on. Hello. Thanks for having us. So today we are going to talk about the importance of stretching and the things you should do before, let's say, going for a run or other typical workouts or exercises. So where do we start with this one? Maybe we should start with, like, what is a warm-up? Maybe we should start there. Okay. What is warm-up then? A warm-up is a short period of time that you devote before your workout to priming your body to get ready for the workout. Okay. So that's super basic. <laughs> um, in my mind, when I'm getting ready for a run, I'm gonna go, let's say I'm, I plan on doing a three-mile run on the typical Tuesday or Thursday, like bros and bras run. I roll up to that. If I'm in my car, there pretty much is no warm-up. I jump out of the car, jog over the crew, what's up? If I'm in a good place, I do a slow jog from my house for about a third of a mile to the start of the run. I feel like I'm more primed after the run, or the jog to the run. So why is that mega important, or why would one person see a difference whether they warmed up or not? Yeah, so warming up basically helps get all of your body systems ready for the run. So we know running is great for your cardiovascular health. We know running is great for your muscular health. Well, that's three different systems in your body that we've already named. You also need your nervous system to run, and you need all these other things. And so getting your body systems ready prior to the activity will not only reduce your risk for injury, but also make the workout itself more fun and probably better, give you better results. And we're talking about for people of all ranges. So whether it's a grandma who's in her 70s down to a 15 to 20 year old same sort of same sort of warm-up goes across the board yeah i think the principle of a warm-up will apply across the board the content of your warm-up might be a little bit different you know i might have the 12 to 13 year old do something different than the 40 year old and that person will probably do something different than the 70 year old okay like so i guess when I wonder what I should do for a warm up, you know, I've seen the videos and what I was taught in high school was you kind of do a, you jog a lap and you do some like bend at the waist stretching and some spread the leg spread stretching and then some, it was so unstructured, but we had a thing to follow and that was passed down by the upperclassmen and then we passed it down to the lowerclassmen and I think they're probably still doing the same warm up routine, you know, 20 years later. So. <laughs> should there be static stretching and then at the same time i see people that i like to race against doing like lunges before a run and i and the out of shape version of me is like that seems ridiculous because lunges <laughs> yeah i think that you brought up a lot of really really good questions um so static stretching while it has its value i 
don't feel that it really belongs in the warm-up. So static stretching is holding a stretch for any length of time more than 10 seconds. I envision bending at the waist, stretching my yeah. hamstrings. Right. Bending at the waist, sitting on the ground and reaching for your toes, the butterfly stretch. All of those are good, but maybe you want to do them after you race instead. Okay. What would I do before a run? Yeah, so before a run, it doesn't have to be long. You don't have to go warm up for 20 minutes. Five to 10 minutes is really all you might need. Um, I would recommend doing any type of what we'd say dynamic warm up. And by that, I mean movement, mm -hmm. something that maybe simulates running. Now, that doesn't mean go run a mile and then go race your mile. I mean, that might be part of it, might be part of how you feel primed and ready to go. But you keyed into lunges. An exaggerated lunge, you know, people who know those half kneeling, lean into the front leg for that hip flexor stretch. Right. Put that in quotes and we can talk about that some other time. Uh -huh. But that's a good way to get your trail leg ready for striding, get the front ankle joint ready, the knee ready for loading response. I mean, there's a lot of good things that are happening in that stretch to get you ready for running. And you don't have to sit there for 15 to 30 minutes, seconds. You can go there, move your knee around, kind of sit back onto the back heel and get the front leg ready, that posterior chain all primed up. Well, understanding that you are the owner of Limitless Physical Therapy and what you're saying all appears to be things that I would need to learn probably in person and not so much on a podcast. But just kind of Googling dynamic stretching or dynamic warm-ups is, is probably the first step, you think? or long exaggerated pause for emphasis no um right. i think that google is a great place to get a wealth of information that doesn't mean that everything that's going to show up on google is correct information right i think that for every runner who's going out there and really isn't sure um maybe ask a trainer ask a coach who is qualified in something like this or come and Consults are free at Limitless Physical Therapy. You can call in and we set you up 15 to 20 minutes. If it's something as simple as, hey, how do I warm up? Just come on in and ask and we can help you work through that. That's really cool. Because yeah, I, I only, I always watch what my competition is doing. So if, if they're doing static stretching and they're traditionally faster than me, I got to figure out why, what are they doing? And then that's all probably just manic behavior on race day. And I'm watching how someone's doing like flamingo lunges or jumping jacks um but you know in, in, in when we we're talking about in the pre-meeting talking about the um uh, the content you said that warming up for running is kind of just a little bit of running right yeah any any warm-up for any activity should mimic the activity you're about to do okay so if i was going to go for a run i probably wouldn't grab a 45 pound barbell and start warming up with it like right. doesn't make sense but if I was going to go weight train, yeah, I should probably do something with a little bit of resistance. I see. Right. Yeah, this, it's, I guess it's kind of hard, and it's hard to explain. So I guess it's even hard to put the question together. So if I know that when I run with, say, 20 different people over the course of the week, pretty much nobody does a warm-up. So how is that hurting them like, by, by not having a regular warm-up routine? Have, sell me on warming up. Right. By yeah. not having a regular warm-up, and again, this does not have to take a long period of time. Mm -hmm. It could take five minutes. The first mile, two miles, three miles, 
won't hurt so bad. <laughs> so if you're like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, I gotta get through this first couple strides and get my toes warmed up, my ankles and knees and hips or all of that, you can actually warm up and not feel that way when you're running. Yeah, I hear people always say things like, oh yeah, I don't even warm up to like the third mile, so I don't right. take it too seriously in the beginning. I'm like, well, it's all a race. That's what I'm thinking in my head. It, exactly. And so especially on a race day, like you're saying, it, you don't want to waste your first three miles warming up. It's a race. Right. Like that, I don't know, the competitor in me, I don't really understand that logic. Yeah, I'm competitive too. So. But if, if, we, if we were talking to somebody who maybe is just getting started, mm -hmm. I guess the whole point of this conversation is just, you've got to warm up. You've got to warm up, and it will ultimately not only make you feel better, but the risk of injury is much less. So we were talking before this, we started um, recording this. You know, I was looking up some research before we came on, and I found this research. They asked almost 3,000 runners, is it important to warm up? Most of them, so over 60% of them, said yes. Well, over half of the people who said yes also said they didn't know what to do. So I think that might even be part of when you're running with all these people. Like They, they might value the warm-up, but they just don't really know what to do during it. You know, in the past we've talked about you might be putting together a, a video library. Is that still in the works? Yes. Would, yes. There, would there be like... The opportunity to have what's it called the like, like here are three warm-up exercises that are dynamic warm-up exercises yeah absolutely we have we have all of our so any exercise we give to a patient or an athlete who comes in to see us mm -hmm. we put on our YouTube channel so you can actually find limitless physical therapy on YouTube and find every exercise we've ever given to a patient um, but we could definitely make a separate playlist that's just running warm-up that'd be really cool yeah that'd be awesome emily the nutritionist in the room yes who makes me second guess every single thing i eat <laughs> i mean for real like i think about it all the time I'm like how's this gonna look in my food journal um hydration and eating before a, a run let's say i'm gonna do a five mile run and for me that's probably an hour in three minutes okay so that's the kind of shape i'm in that's what i've got carrying around 205 pounds I will run out of energy in my head around mile four in four and a half for that pace when do I know when to stop drinking water when do I know when to drink water when do I know to stop calorie intake prior that's a lot of heavy questions I'm sorry but you get my drift <laughs> I do I okay. do that's a lot there um, you know, one of the things I absolutely love about working with nutrition is it's so bio-individual. So whenever we're looking at how to fuel and hydrate before a run or a fitness event, there's some basic principles that we can put into action, some things, you know, to follow, but then it really is super dependent on you as an individual. Um, so if we talk about hydration first, um, another thing I should mention too, it, it all depends on when we're talking about in the course of the day. Are you waking up and getting right out there in which there really isn't much time to do a lot beforehand? Are you getting your workout in, your run in after a long day at work? So we kind of have to take that into consideration too. So if we look at hydration, um, really 
it's an overall picture. Like we want to be, you know, if you're a runner and you're running three to four times in a week, every time you run, you're depleting yourself. And it kind of depends on what, you know, the recovery process is super important, maybe even more so than what you do before your run, because that's setting you up for the next, the next run. one. Yeah. Yes. So we want to be well hydrated, you know, the days leading up to a run or a race or whatever event you're doing instead of trying to hurry up and hydrate the morning up because that's that's going to make you feel sloshy in your stomach when you go out for a run and it's not you know the body only absorbs around six cups of water at a time so really when we are like i'm really need to get my hydration in i'm so far behind and we just chug 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 water we're not really doing our body uh, a good service yeah, it's just processing through yes okay so we want to be well hydrated leading up to the day um, and then as far as drinking like during your runs, it's kind of, it's important because we want to stay ahead of our hydration, but there's, it's whatever you have fit into your running routine. So there's not for, for drinking water, you know, what, if it's works better for you to set a time, like every 20 minutes, I'm going to make sure I take a couple sips of water or every mile marker, if, if you can see that, just something to keep your body hydrated because what often happens with hydration is we don't feel the effects until we're in a very bad yeah. zone. So I'm imagining if you're drinking water during a 10K, you're really, the water you're drinking is just to help with the recovery six hours after probably, right? It does, and it also helps, you know, water and keeping, it helps with the viscosity of our blood. You know, especially dependent on the temperature that we're running in, mm -hmm. you know, that makes a difference and also helping get the nutrients through. So if we're fueling and our body's getting really dehydrated too, then that, that whole process in the body doesn't work as optimally as it should as well. This is spawning so many questions. So, <laughs> um, my practice for water intake, cause if you don't know, I like, I like to race. I'm not fast. I don't win, but I like to race and I like to, to do well. So if I'm running a 5K, I don't care that hard. It's only 20 some odd minutes. I'm gonna go hard, but before I crush my body, it'll probably be over. That's kind of my personal approach. So I don't really drink a ton, probably an extra 20 to 30 ounces the day before for a 5K. If I'm running a marathon locally in a climate that I'm used to, because sometimes I travel around and race, do races in other zones. But so locally, if I'm running a marathon. I start my hydration plan about four days before the race, where I might be consuming significantly more than normal, just so that on race day, I'm hydrated, right? Okay. Same thing with the stretching. I get a lot more into couch stretch. I, I find myself doing a lot more. Now that I think about it, I do a lot more static stretching the days before a race. And then a day or two before the race, I'm starting to do more of the dynamic moves so that though, because some of the dynamic stretching can be advanced based on who you are, and mm -hmm. it could almost feel like a workout before the run. You don't want that piece. So I think my approach is going right that way also for a marathon. So like four to five days of water prep, a little bit, man, why am I not on silent? Sorry, people. Um, so, so then... That seems to be tracking for me. But again, if you're listening to this, I'm seriously planning on running a marathon and I'm, 
I have a hydration plan that goes off the rails like a crazy person if I'm racing in like Colorado or Mount Rainier mm-hmm. with altitude then I start basically trying to OD on vitamins minerals anything that can have in my system for about 10 days prior to the race to prep to be as ready as possible for altitude racing mm-hmm. am I tracking in the right direction with most of this both both you guys you are yeah. yeah so I have a question yeah what is your um, electrolytes look like what's your protocol for that so my protocol for electrolytes is I stay up on vitamins with like almost like an athletic greens or one of those versions daily definitely once and I'd say it's probably five to six days a week so I think that's like vitamins, which kind of work like electrolytes. And I, this is me guiding myself <laughs> down this totally weird path. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm literally having to say things that I know are probably wrong. And then um, uh, Tailwind, I think, is a product that I use leading up to the race and during the race until my digestion says no more, which is typically longer nonsense races that I don't do anymore. But your digestion goes sideways. And then... Um, Sometimes I'll go buy those powders and those little packets that just add flavor to your water, which is better than water because it kind of, quote-unquote, ramps up your electrolytes, but I don't know if that stuff works or not. Yeah, so that was, you know, electrolytes are super important, especially, they're important year-round, but especially when we're racing or running or working out in the heat. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you can tell, you know, if you sweat a lot and your sweat dries and it's kind of like white, crusty, like in your, you know, you're a really salty sweater, electrolytes are even more important. But something that a lot of excess water can do, not only does sweat, sweating, you know, flush out our electrolytes, so does drinking a lot of water. We can, we can risk, especially if we're kind of lower in that, in that area in the body, then drinking a ton of water prior to a race, you could risk flushing some of that out, especially if you're still doing some runs and you're, you're still active and you're not replenishing those. So that is something important, you know, that the things, I love Athletic Greens and I love the Tailwind is good. You know, there's um, a couple other brands that I love that we can talk about them if you want, but it is important to have those, you know, to have a regimen where we're including those a couple days prior to an event as well as on the day of an event or a race and they are you know you can just throw them in your water and sip through or can be something you do after i personally recommend drinking some electrolytes before and during um, your run or whatever because it's a little harder to you can replenish on the tail end but it takes a little bit more focused effort than just kind of keeping them in the cause of flow okay yes salt salt is an electrolyte <laughs> it is one of them yes when i'm in a heated race season like this time of year which is basically midsummer i'm adding like sea salt to everything mm-hmm. just because and this is kind of nerdy but back when i took psychopharmacology back in college we learned about the down to the cell mm-hmm. this sodium potassium pump which if i understand it correctly is when sodium keeps the cell hydrated and then potassium i think lets fluid go out of the cell or something and then water the molecules of it go in and out of the cell to say 
hydrated, which allows all of the mitochondria and other nerdy stuff in there to work the way it's supposed to work. Am I tracking on this? Or am oh, I... yes. yeah. Minerals no, are my favorite. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, that all that cellular function that you're talking about, that is where our energy comes from. Mm-hmm. Our mitochondria in our cells, that's our energy. So if we're not taking care of that, you know, then we're we're not performing like we could be, or we might not even realize how fatigued or tired that we, we are until we start doing those things. And you know, it's important to note too, that not just, you know, sweating isn't the only way that we lose electrolytes. If we're, you know, having a period of high stress in our life, that could be work stress, family stress, whatever, those um, levels of minerals tend to get depleted faster because our adrenal pulls from that and different areas in our body are pulling those precious minerals. So it's even, it's important, you know, it could be like, well, it's October and I'm not sweating that much. I don't need to supplement with electrolytes, but you probably do. Okay, listen here. Before, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pull this back to when I should be drinking water before a race or a hard workouts. Because the podcast is about warming yeah, up. We're way up. Right. You, yeah. you and I, it, we're going to get deep into that. On a, I, can, we, can we tie electrolytes in with gut health, whatever that podcast is? Sure, absolutely. Same kind of thing, though? Different things, but, you know. <laughs> All right, then we'll, we'll do it when we do it. We'll do it when we do it. But um, so when it comes to warming up for a hard workout or a regular workout or a race, you're saying have a hydration plan. Yes, have a warm-up plan, have a hydration plan. I was going to get that next. Mm-hmm. So then you're saying have a dynamic warm-up plan, three to four exercises maybe mm-hmm. after a run, after a jog rather, to warm up the muscles. Yeah, or before the jog. Oh. Okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> that, that, that works fine too. Yeah. I, in my mind, I'm a system, my, the way the systems in my head work is I once I hear it one way, I'm doing it that way. So, all right, so yeah, so... Really? You would do a dynamic warm-up before your warm-up run? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's going to get more and more looking like the sport event. I see. So you get the warm-up, and then you do the jog, and then you do the race. All right, then. Fine. I'll do it that <laughs> way, too. So, all right, cool. So what are some – what what would say the, are the final takeaways from why a warm-up and preparing correctly for your workouts? What's one more takeaway? Did we miss anything? Let's go with reduce you, your pain. Uh-huh. Improve your workout. Okay. Reduce your risk for injury. I don't really know why you need any more than that. Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> not, not why you need it. I'll tell you why it's important, rather. Reducing the potential for injury is not a problem. Correct. I'm not thinking about it until oh, it is I an injury. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's, 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 that's my favorite one so far of this conversation mm-hmm. is that having that... I'm going to, I'm going to say disciplined dynamic stretching and warm up plan. And if you're a new racer or a new sort of runner or a new athlete, depending on your age and all that, and here's the deal guys, I can, I can offer any advice I want to. These guys are professionals. I'm just, I'm just speculating on what I would do or somebody should do, but you should have a disciplined dynamic stretching plan. Mm -hmm. And then you have a disciplined amount of time that you plan to warm up. And that should all be based on the scope of the race, 5K, half marathon, full marathon, crazy ultra distance stuff, or a half mile sprint or a one mile sprint. They all can be a little bit different 
But to set yourself up for success, to be a better runner, you're going to want to have that plan. And then you're going to want to be drinking water about three days before even. Like you got to be mm -hmm. what you, the water you're working with now, you probably drank three days ago if you're an athlete. Is it my, am I tracking on that or way off track? Yeah. And, uh, you know, hydration and um, we didn't really get into a fueling plan, but a fueling plan, that's all, it, it's the same kind of with warm up. Like it needs to be specific to your mm -hmm. event because it's true, a 5K and an ultra marathon. Drastic, yeah. Two completely different beasts. And you, you fuel and you hydrate for them differently as well. So for just your regular workouts, not anything, five miles like we started talking about, you know, that you just want to, for hydration, you want to make sure you're hydrated all the other days surrounding that. You want to make sure that you're, you know, a good rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces a day. Mm -hmm. And then you want to add around 40 ounces per, if, if it's like hot, sweaty, 90 degree weather like we're having now, and you're doing an hour of exercise, that would be another 40 ounces or so added into that. Um, because, you know, we lose a lot of that through sweat. So people have a hard time hearing that. They're like, mm -hmm. what do you mean 40 ounces? I thought I could drink two of these 12 ounce water bottles and I was mm -hmm. hydrating. No. We brought up a good point. We did. We glossed over calories before a workout. What do you want to tell me about that? I'm not even sure what question to ask. Again, very timing specific. So um, if you're someone who gets up and wants to get it in before their work day, your dinner the night before is very important because that's what's going to be fueling your workout the next morning. Um, as far as you know if you're if you're doing it after work making sure that you've had a, a good meal a couple hours before so when we talk about food timing and all that it is so again bio-individual okay because it depends on your digestion and other things but you know it's important to refuel after your workouts because you need that fuel to help grow and you know recover from the damaged for the muscles next yeah. for the mm -hmm. next one especially if you do something consistently throughout the week so that would again be something that would you would want to work with someone to tailor that in i.e me yeah call me <laughs> yeah. i like that i um i struggle with the eating thing and like that i've done dozens and dozens and dozens of races and i've experienced eating too much food close to the race or, or the run or um, not having enough. You know, I did uh, on my birthday, I did like 26, 27 miles and I did that fasted from the dinner before, which was stout enough and I, I had what I needed as balanced. But based on my digestive endurance, what I had to burn dwindled by mile 20 mm -hmm. and then I had a miserable last five to seven miles and it was because I was hungry, but at that point my body went into some sort of starvation mode and it wasn't going to take any food or even water at that point moving forward. Um, so like there, there's that where you can go facet. And then I just heard a great story this weekend from one of my rivals who I won't mention, but um, I'm thankful that he ate that breakfast burrito before the Ransom Mile because I smoked you. If you're listening. So I didn't have that burrito. I had it after the run. But anyway, look, guys, I think this is I think this has been fun. This has been fun um, 
kind of a basic because you guys are both mm -hmm. experts, but I wanted to keep it really simple and basic about how important it is to take three or four of these key components and apply them to if you're trying to be even an entry-level athlete. It's, it's extremely basic. People, you need to have a dynamic warm-up plan. You need to have a jog or row or whatever it is similar to the sport that you're about to do. And then you need to be hydrating three or four days before, or just, you know, just, just drink a, a lot of water every day. And then um, when it comes to eating, it really has to do with when you are doing the activity, what your day and week has been like prior to that, and then recovery, right? Mm -hmm. You got to eat right for recovery yes. for the next workout. Mm -hmm. What did I forget? What did I miss? Come on. I'll say... Um, as far as fueling during a run, mm. you know, it depends on the distance. You don't know. We don't need to fuel in for a 5K in the middle of it. But if you're um, going for an hour and a half longer, thinking like half marathon distance, marathon distance, ultra, yeah. then you really do want to think about fueling every, you know, what's recommended. Um, is every 30 minutes, like 20 to 40 grams of, of you know, we won't, we won't get into all of Yeah, ladies, you're, 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 I'm like, I, I want to talk about all this, but I think we're, I, I think we're getting mm -hmm. off topic. But just that, you know, depending on your distance, you want to think about fueling your system, keeping your energy system moving. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, you have yeah. so much information I want to tap into. I have a hard time that, keeping it simple. You no, know. it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, because I, I really want to. I want. I want to know. And I just. I just forgot the thing I was going to say. I was going to say one more thing. Um, it wasn't about beating that guy at the mile either. It was about. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm really rubbing that one back in because you brought it up yesterday. Um, shoot, what was it? Well, I, I I've forgotten. But. I think that's it. Did we cover it? Think we yeah. did. Nice. Where's it located? Limitless Physical Therapies in Kearneysville, West Virginia. You can give us a call if you have any questions, 304-900-0866. Krista and Emily both work out of that location. I think you should check it out if you got any injuries, questions about nutrition, questions about warming up. Reach out to these guys and be very helpful. Thank you for listening to the Break It Down for Bracken's podcast. Have you heard of Bracken's painting? I started Bracken's painting back in 2011. We do both residential and commercial painting. We have contractors licenses in West Virginia and Virginia, and we carry all the necessary insurances like workers comp, general liability. Uh, we operate a small staff that focuses on meeting the homeowner's needs and project manager's timeline expectations. Uh, we, pri we try to have exceptional attention to detail. If you're interested in doing any sort of commercial or residential painting, please contact Bracken's Painting. More information can be found at www.brackenspainting.com. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low rate and low cost lending products 
for both business and personal needs. Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.